to today's episode of the Online Presence Podcast. Today we have on Grace Emmons. You hear a little bit more about her story as we dive into it, but she is the founder of Forward with Grace. She is the first spiritual consulting of its kind when it comes to facilitating transformations for CEOs, celebrities, and high-profile individuals from Silicon Beach to Malibu and everything in between. She's helped out with leading companies such as Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences, Tom's, Talkspace, Revolve, Liquid IV. She really helps to ground in that blend of the practical and the energetics that you really can't find that many other places. So you'll hear actually a really beautiful mix of research. Also at the end, she does do a walkthrough of a mini meditation of energy clearing so you can feel a little bit more of her work. She's actually someone that I did a mini session with, so you'll get to hear my experience with her as well. But I think you'll really enjoy the podcast and looking forward to you diving in. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Online Presence Podcast, where we bring you mind-blowing and heart-opening insights to help you sell more of your life-changing offers with ease. I'm your host, Danielle Clem, a sales funnel and message energetic strategist, and for those curious, a one-thing generator living in sunny California. I help life-first personal brand entrepreneurs who are tired of putting their life last on the path to growth to make sure to help you to design high-converting marketing around your life and not the other way around. Together, we'll dive into the deep world of compelling funnels and messaging that moves people like poetry. Join me as we explore everything that an online presence covers, from new sales copy angles to nervous system regulation during scaling, to even the horror stories between balancing work and travel, to even tarot cards. We cover it all. And the best part? We'll do it together, as it's my mission to help convert your next 100 lifetime buyers. So tune in. Take notes and let's elevate your online presence to the next level. All right, welcome to today's episode. I am so excited to have Grace on. She is someone who actually I did a one-on-one session with earlier this week and I wanted to bring her on to even before that, but especially now after experiencing her work because the transformative healing energy that she does and the way she blends both the practical but also the energetic is just a really beautiful way to help out the entrepreneur space, especially those who maybe have been wanting to get into energy work, but I'm not sure how, or it feels kind of too out there. I really hope to have this ground deeper for you and also just hear more about how Grace can help you. So welcome to the show, Grace. Thank you so much for having me. It's nice to see you again. You as well. (laughs) Uh, We're fellow uh, California sisters. I feel like thankfully more and more I'm meeting more people from California, which I love. And I just want to first say for anyone, because obviously this might be audio for them or video, the one thing that always like stood out to me the most with Grace when we first started talking was just like, as hopefully you can hear from her voice too, she just has a very glowing presence about her, just very like angelic ethereal. And I hope that you can feel that through the screen because I always notice that about you. And it's just really beautiful to see someone who is just so embodied and like the energy that they also help their people with too. Thank you so much. I really, I that's like the deepest compliment you could give me as someone who works with energy. I think that's just what I strive for to, you know, embody the energy that I want to bring to everyone, which is the energy of love and heart centeredness. And um, so I just thank you for that. Of course. And I think what you do is a really beautiful blend here. And like I mentioned a little bit before, you really do help to seek out and help more entrepreneurs and people who are CEOs to really help to integrate this work. So it's not always feeling like they are having to 
kind of worry about being too, I don't have a better word, but like head in the sky kind of feeling. Because I think sometimes with energy work, people get so worried about how does this directly connect to business or how are we going to dive into it? So I'd love to do just like a quick little intro about what really brought you into the space where you kind of noticed this need to bring energy work into the entrepreneur and the CEO space compared to, obviously you can do it for the general public, but what really brought your passion in for this specifically? Yeah, well, maybe I'll back up and just for a moment level set on what this healing is and how I started in it. And then I will very quickly get to your question of how it applies to business. So first, just to share with people, um, transformative energy healing, which I do is a unique blend of energetic work, particularly centered on Reiki. That's what I'm trained in. Um, spiritual empowerment and psychology. Um, I Once I found Reiki and energy work, it was so transformative for me in my life that I instantly knew I needed to learn all there was to learn about this, but not just in the ways that most people do. I have a science mind. I'm a science nerd. I have a, an undergrad degree in biomedical engineering from USC. I think of everything as like, what is the data? How does this work? And I like to understand things very deeply and in a grounded and practical way. And that led me to actually receiving my master's in clinical psychology and education from Columbia in this program that was focused on spirituality, mind, and body. And that was a place where I spent three years focused on understanding how energy work fits into the Western um, view of mental health and growth. And, um, you know, how did this fit in with what executive coaches are doing and how does this fit in compared to what therapists are doing? And it gave me this very, um, I think, unique and also invaluable perspective that is what I have formed and kind of, you know, formed into my own blend of healing. Um, I think working with CEOs, entrepreneurs, people in the public eye was something that I didn't necessarily foresee doing it kind of naturally started happening that the clients I was attracting um, were a lot of CEOs, entrepreneurs, business owners, um, path paving individuals, people that were paving their own way. Um, my husband is a purpose-driven CEO. I don't know. I, I, I'm attracting these people around me. Also, maybe with my entrepreneurial spirit and me being such a self-guided um, you know, I just like to pave my own way and do things my own way. And I don't like to follow the rules. So maybe I attract people like that, that want to live their most authentic life and know that their highest path in life is going to be totally unique to them. Um, so when we apply this transformative energy healing to those leaders, to business, um, it's with a purpose. It's with transforming um, the business owner or leader into the most effective leader that they can, up-leveling their um, visions for their business, for themselves, up-leveling their self-worth, um, up-leveling their inner guidance, turning up the volume on their inner guidance. Um, and all of that results in direct payoff in terms of, you know, revenue, profit, but also impact and fulfillment and the things that were really at the end of the day chasing, aren't we? Like, that's what we think the money will bring us. Um, so hopefully not too long-winded of an answer for you, you, but let's dig into that wherever you want. Yeah. So I do find it so interesting how 
it's funny that you mentioned to getting your master's for like the clinical psychology because the word clinical and then thinking about spiritual like they always seem to like clash a little bit just because they seem so at odds but it's funny how the more I talk to people who were initially interested in psychology because I think to be interested in psychology you really are interested mostly in how like humans work and the like under understanding us at a you know deeper level and I feel like so many who are already interested in that naturally find not always like naturally find their way towards these other modalities similar to myself I think if I wouldn't have gotten my business degree I, I was thinking about psychology but I was like I don't really want to get my master's so I'm not gonna do it but I've always been so interested and I do find that thread there because I think we 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 allow ourselves to go in deeper than more than just the straightforward answer and I I do love that you have the blend there because it does give you that extra layer and lens to look at things versus just always coming into it already believing everything or like starting off super young and already knowing this yeah and I was also really really lucky I mean the program I went to was phenomenal it's a groundbreaking program the first program that was actually dedicated to finding the evidence for spirituality within the the realm of psychology. So it was at the Spirit Mind Body Institute at Columbia, um, led by Dr. Lisa Miller. She's a pioneer in this space. So like it was that program, you know, I had had in my mind like, oh, maybe someday I would go back to school and get a master's in psychology. To your point, I love understanding how people work and how we're different and how the mind works. And, um, you know, I'm really into astrology and like how we're like oh because that's a way of looking at archetypally this different mix that comes through for each person so uniquely and it was when I found this program though that I knew oh this is what I meant to do I was able to research energy healing within it um, and really focus all the studies around around that and then coming out I it's given me a framework to the work I do so you know an evidence-based format, framework, however, and actually a lot of evidence-based tools. I mean, even the energy work is evidence-based. I've done, I've researched on the impact of this, of this energy work and it's measurable. Um, Energy healing is shown to reduce anxiety, shown to reduce depression. It's shown to improve our locus of control in um, internal locus of control, which means it makes us feel more in control of our lives. Huge one for business owners, right? Um, And so, however, so I have the evidence-based framework, but then we get to intuitively choose the tools based off the person I'm working with and where they're at and what they need. So it's that blend of um, the structure and the intuitive, I think that um, has been really powerful. Um, Yeah. So I think what's really beautiful here, first, that is a very much groundbreaking program for sure to have that. I mean, I would have loved to have that option in in school because it's just, oh, that's so, it's so great. That's even offered. Um, I do want to dive into the space that you mentioned around the evidence space, but also you choosing different modalities underneath like what people need the most, because I think so often, especially in the online business space, it's natural for us to kind of niche ourselves super specifics. That way we can be known for like those one or two things, but you're really helping to flip that on its edge because people need the variety, the range. And I a hundred percent agree with that because I know for myself, even when I'm doing this type of work, there are days where I'm kind of leaning towards, maybe you want to do journaling, maybe other days I'd want to do Reiki or something and letting someone to help you also choose that for yourself, I think is 
beautiful because you give less space for rigidity and more for that alignment. Because in order to be aligned, you have to allow for flexibility and flow and to some degree, letting go of control. So I do love that you bring that in. And I think it'd be great for people to hear too. You talked a little bit around like what transformative healing energy is, but how would you kind of explain your your framework or for those who maybe have experienced maybe like a session or two of Reiki or something like that, what makes us different and really applicable for entrepreneurs specifically? Yeah. So when I take on, so um, first of all, my spiritual consultancy forward with grace, we work with individuals um, kind of like VIP one-on-one clients and then CEOs and their businesses as well. So we also have offerings for leadership teams, corporate teams. Um, When I work with the one-on-one individuals, um, so your CEO, your entrepreneur, your high profile creative, um, we're first I mean, first of all, we're stepping into a container together that has a start and an end. So I consult my clients to understand where they're at, where they're going, what their visions are for themselves. And we'll get clear on a plan, a way that I can support them in this to hold this transformative container, you know? So I, it's not like, oh, come book a session when you're not feeling well. It's like, no, I'm your spiritual advisor. I'm your you know, your healer, your teacher, your guide, your coach, and we're going to work through a set period of time where you're going to come in at point A and you're going to leave at point B and you're going to be changed. You're going to be a better, stronger, more confident, more worthy, more fulfilled version of yourself on the outside. I mean, on the end end point. And so the method that we move through, it starts with getting clear on that inspired vision. And some people are more clear on this than others, but either way we use the energy work and the spiritual work to kind of bust open your mind and what you think is possible for yourself to spark creativity. Um, And then we move to your self-worth elevation. This is huge for both, you know, your own personal work, but also for your business worth. you know, the, uh, I think it was Hogan research showed that, yes, Hogan research showed that CEOs are responsible for about 25% of the market value of their company. And that's at fortune 500 companies, right? Like the top, top companies. And that's also why CEOs compensation packages are 25% of, you know, are equal to like that of all of the people working for them. So you can imagine if the CEO is the most important person in terms of the value of the company, how much does the self-worth of the CEO have downstream effects to the worth of the company. And especially when you're a solo entrepreneur, right? When you are your business, like you are the company, you know, however worthy you find yourself is going to be the energy you're putting out to all of the clients you attract, the opportunities you attract. Um, So there's direct um, implication there. And then we move through the method to really turning up the inner guidance. Um, And this is just getting clear on your own intuition's language. We all have different languages of our intuition, just as we all have different learning styles. So getting clear on how to receive information from your own intuitive knowing, and then actually practicing trusting that and following that. 
Um, there's also data, this one's from Harvard Business Review, that 85% of the top CEOs use intuitive decision-making. Mm, I didn't know that. Yes, yes. So this is a not something that's new. This is not something that's for, you know, female spiritual entrepreneurs only. No, this is a way of making fast decisions in your business that are from the deepest sense of knowing. And we could talk all about intuitive knowing if you'd like to. It's a subject I love. Um, but then lastly, in the framework in this method is getting my clients to take empowered action and to actually embody all of this, right? So it's not just the heady, oh, we're doing some energy work and spiritual work and let's make visions and, um, you know, self-worth elevation and intuition. Okay, none of it matters if you don't actually take the action step. Um, you know, you have to take steps to embody this next version of yourself, this more fulfilled, successful, impactful version of yourself, you have to sh start showing up as them now. And so I help my clients find ways to do that. Um, you know, so this method, this process kind of um, each step flows into the next. Um, and then as we end the time together, we get to kind of tie a tie a bow on the experience and reflect and celebrate how far um, we've come together and like see the real manifest changes in their life and their business and themselves. And it's really beautiful. It's really powerful. And this is the kind of work that I find the most rewarding, which is now why I'm offering this and focusing on this. Um, there was, you know, at the beginning of my career as a healer, I did a lot of one-off sessions with people and, um, you know, worked with a lot of different kinds of people. And what I found just for my own fulfillment was I love seeing the transformation that someone can make from that point A to point B and like to see the power of this work and to see it again not just the changes in them but to get to witness it manifesting into up levels all around them in their life and business was just the most fulfilling to me so that's what I'm offering now and I feel so grateful to get to do that I love that and I think it's something too that I really do see a natural it's kind of like a, a guide rather than a forced kind of structure sometimes where naturally, especially if you're in longer term containers, it can be natural to be like, I need to have every single week planned out or what whatnot. And do you really do have still that guideline, but it's really more towards the intuitive elements of what they need the most. And I think even from our mini session we did together, I love that you started with asking the questions around like the vision and what's kind of coming up for me at the moment, because I think with work, especially with when you think of Reiki, it depends on if you've experienced it before. Um, I've had a few sessions. I've obviously got certified as level one a couple of years ago, but it's natural for Reiki to kind of be a very unspoken session where it's like, are you coming in for something specifically? Maybe you're you just want to feel better. You tap into maybe the, the chakras and maybe feel unaligned. You help to feel that, but then they go off on their way. So you really don't get to see that long-term lasting transformation that you really help provide for them. So I do love that you are with them through the entirety of what I see is truly this just the, the expansion, but also the coming home to themselves too. Cause that's really what you're helping to bring into there. I love that you said that because I always am ping-ponging between these and like what language will people connect to? But yes, it's a hundred percent. It's your growth and your expansion and your transformation until you're into your best self, your next level self, but really your best self, your next level self is just more authentic. It's the more of the true you 
finally feeling like you're safe to let free and to shine and to shed those layers covering you up. So uh, yes, I'm so happy you said that because that's a hundred percent how I see it. It really is because I think naturally as you begin to, you know, realign yourself to, I, I don't know why this phrase, it's the, the most simple phrase, but I do love it for this is like the youest you you can be. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it really is. Cause I think sometimes the word authentic can be hard because we've had the last two, three plus decades we've been on this earth where we've been conditioned to be a split version, a masked version of ourselves. So that part of who we really are can be hard for us to even understand how to kind of show up in that way, both in our day-to-day life, but also in business. So I think it'd actually be a great start for us to talk about when you are beginning to work with entrepreneurs to trust more of their intuitive side, because I think inherently at least with most people, they've had at least a couple of points in their business where they've trusted it. But I think what I notice is when people are starting to go for like the big things, like maybe it's the biggest package they've ever tried to do, or maybe it's like a big opportunity, that's when they really waver. So I'd love for you to talk about your process when that kind of comes up for them and what you really help to share in the energy side, but also in that consulting side too. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. And it's so true. Like it's sometimes easy to follow the intuition when it doesn't really matter, right? Mm-hmm. There's low stakes. And then when the stakes start getting higher, it starts getting a little scarier, a little spicier. Um, I mean, I think that's part of the value that having someone supporting you even in itself can give, right? Like someone that's holding you accountable that you're going to, that's, you know, your trusted advisor that you can go and say, okay, well, mm, this is what my intuition is telling me. I need to price this package at this uh, level. And um, it's really freaking scary. And you sometimes just need that cheerleader to say, you just told me that you're intuitively knowing it. And guess what? If you say those words, then we already know the answer. Like we already know. It's, it's, It's never so often, it's not the question of if people can discern if it's in their their intuition they know what the intuition is telling it's whether they will trust it whether they will take the action so sometimes you just need a little cheerleading and a little um you know kind of kick in the butt to do it i mean i've seen this pay off there's an eight figure ceo who i work with i mean he runs a company with 100 people um they've been around for a long time like very successful um in all of the ways I mean, he was working with me when he was trying to decide what route to go. He was at this inflection point with his business. Does he IPO? Does he um, go for like VC funding? Does he um, continue to scale, you know, on his own? And he was just sort of like getting confused by all the money possibilities and everything. And we just had to go back to like, no, what feels good for the legacy you want to leave what feels good for the lifestyle you want to have and like at the end of the day you know that's number one what feels good for the people that work for you and the communities that you impact what feels good for you know yes we care about the financial but you can't put money above all else money is not god and those that do i think end up very deeply unhappy so we kind of worked through from that aspect just leaning more and more and more into his inner knowing and he was able to make a choice that was supportive you know found a strategic investment partner that was so aligned in values now 
he could have technically on paper made more money in a different option, but he is living the life of his dreams. Like he works, you know, like eight hours a day and then he gets to sign off and um, his people are happy and they didn't have to like fire the whole team because they're doing some crazy restructuring. Like he held his values and his vision for more than just his lifestyle, but the legacy he wants to leave. Um, his company also does a lot of um, impact work in the communities and that is all protected and still maintained with this option, right? And so through this leaning into his inner knowing and his intuitive knowing and having that be the guide, it really up-leveled his, not just financial success, but his fulfillment and the level of impact that he's having now and all down the road. So plenty of examples of even in the scariest, biggest, high stakes situations, seeing that payoff on the other side, you know, with so many other clients just allows me to bring that knowing to any client to say like, look, I, you will not go wrong if you trust your inner knowing. It, that's what it's there for. It's like your true North compass. It, it doesn't steer you wrong. It really doesn't. And I think hearing this too, I mean, I love that you give an example too, around um, having a you know, an eight figure, also male CEO as an example is really great. Cause I think sometimes so often, like you said, there is that kind of connotation with the words that get thrown around, around like intuitive or energy work. We can naturally think about the archetypal, like female spiritual entrepreneur, which yes, uh, that's great. I work with them as well. They're awesome. But I do notice there is this newfound, I think, longing and craving for people who are open to this and who are in the more modern world that want to have that blend. So I do love you give that example because I think so often when we think about intuitive wisdom, we think about having to meditate for like an hour to figure it out or that we have to go through this entire breakdown experience to to feel it when so much of it is just already there, but either we're hiding it underneath some parts of ourselves that we don't realize are actually fear, or we're just not used to listening to that part. Because like you said, it does feel like the stakes are so much higher. It's harder for us to want to believe something that other people might realize, like, are you crazy for doing that or something to that degree? No, look, intuitive knowing is just one of the ways of knowing. This is like, okay, look up you know, it, psychologically speaking, we have logic or reason is number one. That's the one we're all used to and relying on the most. Number two is empiricism. So through experimentation, what the data can show, that's another one that the masculine side really likes and what we've historically been subscribing to. But the other, other ways are, you know, authoritative. So what authority tells you is true and then intuitive. These are just four different ways that we as humans know things in this world. It's not any less important than logic and reason. Um, one data point I love to share because I think it's so interesting is um, our subconscious mind at any given moment right now, as we're looking at each other through this screen, our subconscious mind is taking in 26.5 thousand times more information than our conscious mind is aware of in this moment, wow. right? Because our we know the conscious mind only perceives a fraction of reality based off our programming and our limiting beliefs and what we're focused on, what we're giving attention to, all of that, right? So if the subconscious mind has this treasure trove of information, 
one way of thinking about intuition is it's just the subconscious telling us the answer. And now our logical mind wants to and feels more comfortable when it can catch up and say, oh, well, my intuition, I'm getting this intuitive hit for this. And I could see why it must be because X, Y, Z, where we get a little bit more uncomfortable is when the logic, logical mind can't quite catch up. And then you have to just be willing to make the leap without knowing the why. Like, Mm -hmm. I know my intuition has the answer and it's yes. I can't see exactly why that's the answer and I'm willing to jump anyway. That's, you know, that's another level of trust in self. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Trust, especially too. I think about with the intuitive part and I love that you mentioned the, the, th- the four parts of decision-making or the ways that you can, because I think so often when you get into this work in the best way possible, you kind of start to begin to over-prioritize or just like only lean on intuition or intuition, which I think is still great. But sometimes, especially in business, like you still have to look at the numbers. You still have to look at the things. Like it's not that your, it's not that your intuition will ever lead you astray, but that's also just good to have these other points of data or things to look at so that you also feel so much more confident in the decision you're making versus, like you said, having to only do intuition for very big decisions where you feel like maybe you haven't looked at the data and you're having to really like your trust has to be rock solid in case you haven't done those other ones. So I do love that you put that there because it's not that one's better, but that they can blend together, especially if you have something that is naturally more high stakes, more having to test all of your feelings of self-worth or conditioning, because so often what's high stakes for us normally is directly attached to like some self-worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, you know, one thing that I I find myself having, sometimes having to help tease out with clients. So I'd say that, you know, leaning into inner knowing and intuitive knowing is two parts. It's the one learning the language of your intuition, because some of us, we feel right. We all Mm -hmm. think of this gut feeling, or maybe we sense in a different way. Some of us are visual. Some of us are, you know, hear things. Some of us just know things as downloads into the brain. So you first have to understand your language and know how to discern it. And one thing that sometimes comes up is like, yeah, is this your intuition or is this fear? Like which voice is it? And for some people, they don't even know. And we have to kind of like learn the language and and discern to make sure that, um, yeah, that they know which voice is talking to them. Um, And then the practicing of of trusting it. Yeah, Yeah. I, I think there is this too, when it comes to knowing the language, it really is I mean, it can be a simple process if you allow it to be when it comes to finding yours. Like I know for my own, it's knowing, it's feeling. I always forget that there's the hearing and then there's, oh, the the seeing, the the mind's eye visualization. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one comes into here and there. Hearing, I have never enjoyed, nor do I want to develop that one. It's still <laughs> something where I'm like, I'm okay. Um, but it really does help me to know that because then I can lean on other pieces for myself or even muscle testing or things where I'm just having to really understand what I can do, especially the times that I am, you know, in the place of really shaky because too often we, our intuition's so quiet or subtle sometimes, like it's never going to be a shout. That's going to be the mind. It's going to be like the loud part that it can be easy for us to, allow ourselves to be like, oh, maybe I didn't hear that. Maybe I decided not to like 
listen to that today, which is fine. But you have to remember that every time you make a decision, it really is putting a drop in the bucket to who you are becoming or who you want to continue being. So I do really love that you helped to bring that in for them. And I think actually what would be really great for us to begin closing this out with is actually if you have an exercise or something to take them through, how to begin to understand maybe what their intuition might look or feel like, or even a way to start to test that for themselves. Good question. Hmm. I kind of had a different, I was thinking after we talked about this at the beginning of um, a practice and I kind of had one in mind, but it wasn't necessarily just about intuition, but any of these exercises that are going inward, I mean, it's allowing that stillness and that quiet for your intuition to speak. So I don't think it's not a good way to kind of hear from your intuition. Um, before we do, I just did want to check because I didn't even before. How are you doing since your session? Did anything? Oh, yeah. Or I don't know how, if you want to go into it. Oh, I, I'm a, I tell people, I'm like, I'm a guinea pig on this podcast. Like, feel free to use me. Um, no, I'm feeling great. I actually, one thing I did notice, so for those who want context, like we kind of focus mostly on, I've talked about this a little bit in a recent podcast episode around like the health issues that I've been experiencing that have really shaped, you know, how I've been showing up for business and stuff for my lungs and stuff like that. And then also talked a little bit about business and money, which I kind of knew those, that one's bigger vision is going to evolve as we go, but I actually did notice the last two days. So one of the symptoms that this like health issue kind of shows up as is at the end of the night, only at night does my like nose get stuffed up and like nothing's there it's just gets stuffed up I have to try and use nose spray to like before I go to bed in the last two days I haven't had to use it and there hasn't been like too much change in my diet there hasn't been too much change in my day-to-day so to see that was kind of a really cool little just like I think confirmation that something's clearing because literally nose was clearing so that was a really cool little note there yeah no and that is the 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 power of the energetic work is it's almost like it can dissolve these root causes and we don't even always have to know what they are. Like, I think we're so used to, again, talking about the logical and the reasoning, like we want to know, okay, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm getting energy work and it's to fix this thing. And sometimes it ends up doing, you know, doing work on parts of us that we didn't even know we needed to. Cause like, it just goes where it needs to go. It dissolves these root causes from the root um, so I'm so happy to hear that. And we don't even know all of the other implications that that's going to happen, at all. right? Like, yeah, and really, <laughs> I do love that you confirmed that. Cause I think too often, even for myself as very much someone who loves to, to think, even though I love to be intuitive, it's so often for me, like, how can I find the next thing, the solution? Like what's the, the breakthrough that needs to happen, the root cause. But the really cool thing about what you did, which I hope people who come to find you as well from this will understand is that even though you talk about the goals and a little bit about what's holding you back, you just dive straight into exercises. Like you don't really, you don't really allow the space for just like rumination. And I think that's a really beautiful thing because so often, you know, if I think about a traditional doctor, it's like, they're asking me the 10,000 questions that I've already had to answer 5,000 times before. And it's just with you, it's, you know, reminding you of the vision that you have for yourself, what you feel like maybe is a little bit off, but then after that, you let the energy and intuition guide you. And I think that's just a beautiful process to have. Well, I'm glad you noticed that because we don't need more thinking. Like, I I mean, I'm all for therapy and I know it can be very effective for people, but you don't know how many people I know that are like, go into therapy and then they're just, their mind is going in circles or they know exactly what they need to say. And like, they get it on a mental level, but then it doesn't, like the healing doesn't sink deeper than that. We're like, right. Our, our mind is like, 
playing the mind games, but we, we can't solve problems of the mind with the mind. Sometimes we need to like circumvent it, right. And go deeper. And, you know, I, I think we might've talked about this before the session, but maybe just to give everybody like this grounding, um, cause you're, I know you've studied Reiki and energy, so, you know, but for everybody listening, you know, we are energetic beings and we can understand, we all touch and feel our physical body that we're walking around in. That's what we normally think of as our being. That's your physical being, but, you know, move out a level from there and you have an emotional body. And this can be shown through science. They can measure the electrical magnetic field of the heart and it goes out further than the physical body. Um, and then beyond that, we have our mental body. This is, you know, goes out further than the emotional. This is why you can have like mental links with somebody and like you text them the same moment they text you because there's a field beyond the physical that is interacting, you know, your mental with my mental. And then beyond that is the spiritual, but really the spiritual kind of holds all of that, right? It's the fabric of all of those. And when things are out of balance spiritually, they manifest down into mental. When they're out of balance mentally, they manifest down into the emotional. When they're out of balance in the emotional, they manifest down into the physical. And when for things to get to the physical, they're imbalances that we never healed along the way. So um, mm. there's just so much power in, in channeling in the healing, clearing, cleansing energy into the system. Again, healing things before they even manifest into problems, right? We don't or or the things that have manifested and we don't even know where they came from but they can get rooted out at that point so okay with all of that said you asked for an exercise so. I trust you I mean I think the best practice of this work that you do is trusting your intuition so whatever yeah. you feel like is the action I think the final note before we dive into it is to confirm here too with the piece that you mentioned around how things like a physical body is really the last part of where it comes in from. And I, I do, I heard this a metaphor before where, you know, the universe will give you a sign. Well, and then if you don't listen to the sign, it'll hit you with a brick. If you don't hit you with a brick, it's going to yes. hit you with a truck. And I yes. think that can be very much said for you, especially as you get further and further for lack of a word, out of alignment or further, further away from trusting your intuition, like that's when the physical body comes in. So it's just, I do love that you mentioned that there because it, hopefully help show people what's kind of happening. Yeah. And if you don't mind for me to say one more thing, I, oh, yeah. I can't, I can't believe it how it's funny. I've worked with, especially with the CEOs, entrepreneurs, like I've had people come in that have a physical manifestation. Like I had a woman, um, female business owner, her cycle was all dysregulated mm -hmm. and she was like maybe wanting to try to conceive. So she was all worried about that. And then it was having all these implications to her mood and she's anxious and stressed and all this. And then like, she thought totally separately. She's like, oh, and over here, you know, I don't know, I'm feeling very whatever and blah at work. And just like having a lot of disharmony with my business partner. And to her, it felt all separate. And she thought all her stress was coming from the, the physical dysregulated cycle, right? Like that's what she thought was the problem. And then the crazy thing was, as we started to work, she realized right through her inner knowing that she had to break from the business partner, that he, it was draining her, her career because it's not just about career. Her purpose and meaning wasn't being served. She yeah wasn't able to create what she wanted to create because they had differing opinions. And so really at a spiritual level, she was being stifled. And 
when we started to work together and all this stuff started to unravel, like it kind of happens almost synchronistically that her cycle went back as she broke from the business partner and her creativity could flow. And it's like, she kept thinking it was the physical coming first, but I actually think that it was once her purpose and meaning was flowing again, that the body was able to flow again. So a thousand percent. And sometimes it's those simple. And sometimes it's the funniest. It's like, whatever. Um, I had a friend say, oh, my skin's been so itchy and I'm all worried. And I said, well, where are you itching? Like where in your life are you itching for more? And she's like, oh shit. Like, (laughs) or right. Or like someone's vocal cord was um, paralyzed. I'm like, what are you not saying? oftentimes these physical manifestations are actually very, very direct manifestations of the spiritual. So, so much that it's actually funny. If you like for the person who's not in it, it feels funny after the fact, (laughs) but I definitely do agree. I think it's something that when we're, especially if you've kind of been stuck in the like cause and effect of life, it can be so natural for you to be like looking at just your symptoms and saying how, what's the the logical solution, but I find that it's really the lingering, the lingering symptoms that just don't go away. Like for my lung stuff, I've done x-rays, I've done for the doctors, I've done these things, nothing shows up. And that's usually when it's, it is towards the energetic side. Not that you, again, don't not use Western medicine, but realize that there's more happening. I know for me also the period stuff, like whenever I'm stressed out, my body, even when I don't even realize how stressed out I am, my body naturally like internally tightens up to where I get my period delayed. Not because even I realized it, but just because my body is so naturally in tune to, Hey, look at me, something's happening. And I'm like, yeah. no, I'm fine. Cause I'm just Something not used to work. looking at that. So I do. Yeah. I love that you mentioned that. And yeah, I'd love to do this exercise. Okay. Yes. So, yes. Yes. We can, yes. We can go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's go ahead and everybody listening, you can just go ahead and close your eyes, maybe lean back in the chair you're in and just get comfortable for a moment. And then on your own time, just beginning to deepen the breath. Maybe on your own cycle of breath, breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth. So just taking a moment to center yourself, to turn your awareness inward. And we're gonna do a little just clearing, energetic clearing practice. This is coming through. So something you can do and follow along with right now, and you can save this and go back to it and play it anytime you feel You need to clear out your vessel. Maybe after a stressful situation, an argument, a time you're feeling anxious. So I invite you to imagine yourself seated, in a beautiful place in nature. Taking a moment to ground into whatever scene is popping up for you. 
Maybe this is a place you've been, a place you dream of going. Beginning to maybe notice the sounds in the scene, maybe hearing a bird calling or the wind blowing through the trees. And as you sit here in this scene, imagining as if a beam of sunlight were shining down from above and landing just atop your head. And as the sun hits the crown of the head, it begins to soften. And as if that light could flow into the mind, begins to clear out the space behind the eyes. Softening the space between the eyes, softening the jaw. And as the light flows down through the throat and into the chest, perhaps you see, feel, imagine, or sense the sunlight flowing down into the abdomen and filling the whole body with this pure sunlight energy. And as the light fills you up and up from above, you begin to sense as the light spills out down the arms and the legs and into the hands and the feet. It's filling your whole physical body. And then as if you could, See, sense, imagine, or feel yourself beginning to glow and radiate from within. Can you pretend as if this light begins to shine from you so bright that you begin to glow and shine into the space around you? the room where you are right now. Glowing so bright, it almost feels like the edges of you begin to dissolve. As that glow expands, we cleanse through all those levels of self, clearing the body, the heart, the mind, and the spirit.
And if you're listening at home, you can stay blissed out here as long as you need for a quick little break, a few minutes just resting. And for those who need to return back, start by just bringing your awareness down to the base of the body, feeling the connection with the chair where you're sitting to begin to ground you back down and following your awareness down into the feet. Taking three really deep breaths. And then you can dip your chin down to your chest blink your eyes open to re-enter the space and just notice how you feel and this is why I told her before we started on Tuesday I could not do a session with her and also do podcasting right after because <laughs> the level of extreme relaxation that you bring it's I'm already a very relaxed person than normally like my voice is but even now it's like my eyes don't want to open again so <laughs> Well, you know, the energy work, a lot of us think of it as relaxing and it is, but it's really just rebalancing. So it'll bring you to whatever state you need for balance to be centered. So maybe there's a message there for you. I don't know. No, I Um, love that. I think (laughs) that's a a beautiful reminder because I think so often we can think of energy like because it shows up for everybody as it could be extreme elation it could be you know you feel relaxed or or anything of the emotional spectrum so whatever you are feeling listening to this this is the first time for one of the podcasts I'm gonna have to make sure I say don't do this if you're driving at the end (laughs) warning do not do this exercise (laughs) while operating heavy machinery no that's true we never know the impact it's gonna have but it always 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 gives us what we need and when we put it in this container this transformative container it helps to just boost us and activate us along that path of growth and transformation in whatever way we need at the time it really does and I know everyone who's listening to this and now experienced it is going to want to know more about you where they can work with you so I'd love to just uh, end this by just giving them all the things where can they find grace hear more and work with you yeah so um just to reiterate, um, my, I'm Grace Emmons, my spiritual consultancy, Forward with Grace. You can find us at Forward with Grace. That's Forward W Grace on um, Instagram and online. And we serve CEOs, entrepreneurs, high profile creatives, and their businesses with one on one group, corporate, and leadership. Um, so go follow us on Instagram at forward W grace for tips to live your most awakened and aligned life. And then you can follow, um, the link to inquire if you are interested in working together. Amazing. And all those links will be down below so that whoever is feeling called to this, which I'm assuming a good amount are at this point, you can go follow. Uh, and as you can tell, Grace is someone who really just helps to embody that work. So even if you just continue following her, I think you'll you'll feel that energy as as much as you can. So thank you so much for coming to the podcast. I know everyone who felt this needed it because that's why they're here. And I look forward to having more of my people find you and be able to experience your work. Thank you so much. It's so lovely to see you again and share this space. And thanks everyone. Such a pleasure. Thank you all. And I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye guys.
Thanks for tuning in to the Online Presence Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please go down and give a five-star review. And if you want to continue the conversation, be sure to follow us at Danielle Clem with three M's on Instagram. And if you're ready to take your scaling journey to the next level, head over to DanielleClem.com for our own life-changing offers. See you on the interwebs and in the next episode.